Greetings, my most excellent friends, and welcome back to the San Dimas School of Film podcast. Please join us on our most excellent adventure through time as we discuss all genres of film. Yes, we're back in the electronic booth today, as you can probably tell, because don't ask, it's not worth talking about, but we're back in lockdown. <laughs> totally. Um, anyway, we're back on Zoom, that's all fine, whatever, we'll deal with it. Uh, with me in the booth today, my name's Tim, with me in the booth today is Jules and Brad, how are we? Bon Jovi. Bon Jovi, indeed. Look, obviously Al's not here. Uh, he's got. But he might da- be. He might be. He's got. Yeah, da- he's got yeah. dad commitments. I think. Um, as, as a dad. As a dad. <laughs> but we're hoping he's just going to miraculously turn up, maybe halfway through this. So we'll see how we go. But um, I can see him speeding home as we speak. So um, we'll see how we go. Uh, Brad, you're in control of the electronic booth today. Oh, yeah. We're going, we're going back to 2007, which I think last episode we were all quite surprised with. We all were expecting this to be a lot earlier. but Yeah, I, um, you know what? Even I was. <laughs> yeah, right. Um, but we're going to be uh, talking about the uh, political war film, Charlie Wilson's War. Um, before we get cracking on the booth and getting back to 2007, uh, it's important here at the San Dimas School of Film that we acknowledge and show our gratitude to our first storytellers, the Wurundjeri people of the Kulin Nation, the traditional custodians of the unceded lands that we are recording on. Well, Jules, I reckon it's probably time we get back there, mate. Hit that booth. Gentlemen, we're history. Cha 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 Love a good cha. 2007. Hopefully the sun is shining on us. Uh, it's important that we know what happened in 2007, though. So in order to do that, we're going to switch nice. over to. <gasps> History with Brad, history with Brad, history with Brad, history with Brad. Brad. <laughs> Dude, I'm so glad you took was... over for that because really I wasn't well. sure if I was supposed to come in. Yeah, no, I was like, watching it. Are we going to do it? I was like all panicked. You had that kind of really tense look on your face like you were about to do <laughs> jump rope. Yeah. <laughs> sitting, oh, man. sitting there doing the hand thing. Going, <laughs> the I'm going to get him. I'm going to get him. Yeah. Oh man. Um, well, look, it is it is weird, but kindly, sadly, comfortable to be back on Zoom. It's like wearing that pair of underwear that you know is completely falling apart with all the holes in it. You know where it's been. <laughs> totally. It's not Definitely. great, but it does the job. <laughs> it does the job. Yep. Yeah. All right. Uh, 2007, and as we said, I thought this film was maybe a 2001 at the latest, but 2007 it is. Um, rated R, hour 42, and of course, 1.85 to 1. Um, I'm really loving this uh, this new feature on uh, IMDb. So this movie may was made for 75 mil um, and dragged in 119 mil worldwide. So yeah, wow. not yeah. not a huge improvement. And I think we might discuss why that probably happened um, later oh, on. I think it's probably pretty obvious to be honest. Yeah, it's, yeah, there's a lot of things I reckon with this. Anyway, 2007. Yeah. Um, polar opposites on the earth. So severe drought going on in Australia and uh, severe cold and snow and wet going on in the northern hemisphere. Um, Apple announces the iPhone. Um, Al-Qaeda is a really big thing at this time in 2007, mm. um, which has a lot to do with this film. <laughs> um, and the final Harry Potter book is published. 
Um, wow. Oscars go to The Departed um, for Best Film. The Departed. The Departed. Um, Forrest Whitaker for the, la, the Last King of Scotland and Helen Mirren for being Helen Mirren um, <laughs> in The Queen. Um, bread was about two bucks and milk was $1.50. Oh, so quick right. wrap up of 2007. Very good. All right. Now, All right. now while, while you're in the talkative mood there, Brad, I think the first yeah. thing we need to do before we get into it is to give, a, give our listeners a bit of a synopsis. So a little bit of a synopsis. That's it. Yeah, Jill. definitely. All right. Um, this movie's set in the mid-'80s, um, still in the Cold War. Uh, the Russians have just basically invaded Afghanistan, um, and obviously that is an expansion of the, or a possible expansion of the USSR, which is all against uh, what the Americans are in, which is all anti-communism. Um, America is basically sitting back and just letting the Russians do whatever they want because they don't want to start World War III. Um, and it would have been a nuclear effort at this stage. So mm. the public are basically not interested in what's happening in uh, in Afghanistan purely because it's probably not being reported that greatly uh, in the media. Um, this one guy uh, who is a very comfortable senator, should we say, who is played by Tom Hanks, <laughs> being tell. Charlie Wilson. Um, basically, I think he says in there he's just uh, he just keeps getting elected because he keeps he gives the people what they want, just keeps yeah. the taxes low, keeps the roads paved. Done, keeps getting re-elected. He's an alcoholic womaniser um, and oh, he's kind of loved for it. He's, look, he's an excellent politician um, and this movie basically is the awakening of this man. Let's put it that way. And it's obvious, it's obvious that he's, he's clearly very good at being able to pull strings for people. Um, he, knows how to talk, he knows who to talk to, he knows the right people to talk system. to and how to get shit done. Yep. When, yeah. when he really puts his mind to it. And the thing is, he probably never has had to get stuff... Well, he would never have had to get stuff as big as this done ever in his life. Mm. But as far as like people coming to see him and, and in, in the film, like, you know, he comes up with just really good compromises that everyone just seems to be happy with. Like moving the nativity scene to the fire station down the road instead of being outside the church. Mm. And, and, you know, just little things like that. Huge issues for some people. Obviously not a massive issue for him. Yep. He's a good talker. <laughs> Tell He's me about it. He's very good at uh, solving problems. Like there was, there's a particular scene where. Um, you know, he's got all these assistants coming in and they're talking about one problem and then he's dealing with Bob and he keep like I mean hilarious that he keeps sending Bob in and out of the room. He's got five things like, going on at once. He's got like five and things he's going on at once, but he's but he's just managing everyone and yeah. he just switches <laughs> so well. I love that. I was just like, but you can also in see of that scene. while he's like well he he's in there with Bob about the nativity scene, he's off talking about something way more important. But while he's talking about something important, he's obviously still thinking about the conversation that he's having with Bob because he goes yeah. back in straight away and goes, okay, like, how about this? Yeah. And it's like, so this, he's, he's, he's a very sorry. intelligent man. His name's not Bob, it's Gus. Whatever. Yeah. Oh, yeah, but <laughs> oh, no, sorry, Gus, I, Gus is I, I, said, I said Bob. Yeah, yeah Gus, sorry. Yeah, I said Gus, Bob. Gus and Avocado, and I yeah. as he gets called in this film. <laughs> yeah. Gus, yeah, Avocado. <laughs> Who yeah, is, I, I'm looking at his name here. It's like yeah. uh, Avrakotos. Avrakotos or something. Avocados. Avocados, yeah, that'll do. <laughs> um, Philip Seymour Hoffman playing Gus is excellent in this. It Can was I like just say, so good. Like from the moment he's like from his first scene where he's in the boss's office, yep. a after smashing the window last time he was in there, yeah. and b <laughs> just like the dialogue that he's his dialogue throughout this film. I think every line he has is just 
so good. It's yep. brilliant. Mm. It's a very, very well-written film. It is. Um, and I think it's, yeah, it's similar definitely. to, you know, some of the other um, movies that we've done, particularly recently, particularly about war, you know, Casablanca, mm-hmm. etc. It's a lot of... It's very dialogue-driven, this film, obviously. Um, and yep. so it's one of those films where the dialogue has to keep you engaged. And I think it, and does, it does it very well. Yeah. Um, and, look, as I said uh, last time when I said we are going to do this film, this is my favourite Tom Hanks film. I think he yeah. is absolutely amazing in this film. I think he plays this character... <laughs> For someone that is realistically in real life about as opposite as you can be from this character, he nails this guy mm. to a believable state. Like, you actually believe that Tom Hanks is this guy. Um, so, they, like, did they portray him really well? Like, it's... it's apparently, there's like, a, a few or quite a lot of inconsistencies about a lot of things in the film. But as far okay. as the character goes, I think from what I've read, it's pretty close to... They mm. They captured the charismatic part of him quite well. And obviously, yeah, the yeah. other than there being there's being a lot of bits and pieces that are out of chronological order in the, in the film, the end result mm. is is what happened. Um, yeah, right. So, I always love this film purely because it's a huge, huge eye-opener, especially in 2007, being a couple of years after 9-11... Yeah. To have a very lighthearted and simple view into possibly why 9-11 happened. 100%, yeah. Um, Mm. That a lot of people would not have known beforehand. So I think this is a major reason of why this film was not liked, especially in the US, Mm. because it kind of told them the truth that they didn't want to hear. Mm. Yeah, Speaking yeah. of the truth, Al's with us now. Well done, Al. <laughs> <laughs> How's it going, podcast dudes? <laughs> oh, mate. Sorry, so history with Brad. Time. Yeah, we've done that. Oh. <laughs> yeah, right. Pour your beer, Al. Um, um, and, that, yeah, and, the so thing, I, and, and the fact that they indirectly, to a degree, mentioned 9-11 at the end there, jumping straight to the end, classic Sam mm-hmm. Demas. Yeah. Jeez, oh, I missed a lot. Um, oh yeah, Al, oh, uh, and now we're up to ratings. Al, we'd like to start with. <laughs> um, yeah, the fact that you know when he's when Gust is finally, and I think it's really interesting with his Zen Master analogy. Yeah, that's, yep. That he tries to oh, tell yeah. he tries to tell um, Charlie this earlier, obviously when uh, things are going down. But I think yeah, it's interesting that in that final conversation there that they do kind of subtly mention nine eleven in. You know, with the jet engine sound and all that sort of thing flying overhead. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's totally the same flying over. Yeah, mm-hmm. um, it's not very subtle at all. <laughs> no, but I mean, it's as it's as subtle as you can be without saying, "Hey, yes." By the way, I mean, Philip Seymour Hoffman could have turned to the camera and winked. <laughs> you know, just like, huh, huh. Um, uh, the proverbial so- nudge. Huh? That's why I was saying that I've, I've always really loved this film because it really, it, for a lot of probably people in the US, this is a massive inconvenient truth. Um, oh, yeah, sure. As to the, basically the precursor to why a lot of other things happened later down the track. Um, before we get on to the what happened later down the track thing, I think this story is just absolutely amazing that this quiet little senator from some little back blocks place in Texas can end up 
going from what was it a five hundred thousand dollar or or a million dollar budget to a billion dollar budget mm. and no, it was like and basi- five, wasn't it like five grand or something something stupid yeah. to, to, to five basically million. yeah it was yeah five million or something five and million. it ended up as a billion dollars and the miracles and the stuff that is just would be completely and utterly unheard of that this guy managed to get to do so in that great meeting it's where he's got the israelis doing deals with the arabs which is thousands of years old wars and conflict about mm. these guys not wanting to deal with each other he's managed to convince them to lay down their, all their, their gripes and everything to basically fight the common interest. Um, yes, they, there's all the little bickerings and bits and pieces in, in between it, but he gets two people, like two groups of people that have hated each other for thousands of years to combine and work together for a good that is run by another country altogether. Um, it's like this guy was like, he, he was amazing of what he managed to do. It's like, this is... Try and do that these days. It's just not going to happen. Like, obviously, we've got issues at the moment with, you know, Palestine and Israel and all that sort of stuff going on at the moment. Can you imagine just anything like this happening at a current time? It's just... It's just not going to happen. But but that's probably the luxury of it, being in in the mid-'80s, where we weren't over-newsed and, like, it it wasn't that easy to grab information. A lot of this could have been hidden um, and easily hidden from the public. Much easier hidden from the public. Yeah, easier. And if not much more manipulated, probably from what was leaked versus mm. the fake news that we have these days. Um, yeah. But yeah, I just, I just, I watch this movie quite a lot. Um, I won't say it's, it's on Ghostbusters level, um, <laughs> but every time it comes on, if it's on, I'll try and watch it. Um, if I'm sitting there and I don't really know what I want to watch, this usually comes up in my list of things. I just really, really enjoy this film. I just find it yeah, really, right. really entertaining. Um, I love the storyline, um, and I just love Tom Hanks in it. I reckon he's just awesome. I mean, he's not bad in anything. We've had this discussion. Like, true, true. You know, he was going to be great, and he was. He, uh, what was I going to say? Is this one of his more risky roles, do you reckon? Oh, yeah. This could have, this. Um, I reckon because of the topic that he was talking about. Totally. This, yeah. probably, we've always seen, this almost could have been a career ender. Because we've mentioned Tom Hanks previously as being a bit of a safe bet um, mm, type scenario. Not. I mean, he's not the bad guy. He's definitely not the bad guy. No. But no. a lot of people wouldn't like I him actually, there's. I spent a bit of time uh, at the start of this film kind of... Because I, I didn't watch any previews. I had no idea what this film was even about. No, nah, me either. And um, yeah, for the first... For the first, I don't know, maybe half an hour or so, whatever it was, I was like, ooh, is this guy the bad guy? I mean, he's kind of doing all the right things, but he's also, you know, at a party where people are doing coke. It's and pretty he's gross, dude. And he's in, in the spa. <laughs> yeah, he's a gross, gross dude. dude. Yeah. So I'm kind of like, yeah. is he a bad guy? And I, I think he was teetering on the line a little bit, you know. It's interesting. Mm. I, was, I was reading some stuff where the real Charlie Wilson was like not denying that anything that was depicted in the film happened. You know, in terms of drug use and things like that. But Tom Hanks has never seen actually snorting coke or anything no. like that. And I'm like, no. well played, Tom Hanks. You, yeah, you know, he's, seen like around, he's seen around it. It's definitely implied. Like, you know, he's got red eyes for a lot of it. And he's, you know, mm-hmm. he's clearly involved. But in the shots that he's in, he's not, not doing anything. 
Yeah, it's kind of the same, you know, like he's a bit of a he's a bit of a sleaze bag, but you know, he never really I don't think we ever really see him being unfaithful to his wife or anything like that. Well, know, he doesn't marry. Yeah. What was that? He doesn't have a wife. Isn't he married? married? No. Isn't he married to Julia Roberts? No, no, no she's no. married she's, she's married to someone else. Yeah. Oh, all right. He she's rings her on her totally on her um, on her honeymoon. Yeah. On her honeymoon wedding night. He's asleep yeah. next to her and she's talking to him. She uh, oh, yeah. she marries she marries for power. Yeah. By the sounds yes. of it. Yes, okay. All of a sudden that whole part of the storyline makes sense. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Thanks, fellas. Mm-hmm. <laughs> this is why we discuss these films. Um, I tell you though, speaking of Julia Roberts, I understand her part she you know what? She was the Cameron Diaz of Gangs in New York for me in this film. You reckon? Maybe that's what it was. She got like, most of the yeah, money. See, I'm not, I'm, uh, but I'm not a huge fan of Julia Roberts. I feel really? like you could have... I love yeah, Julia Roberts. I don't Roberts. know why. I, don't I think you why. hate women. There's something about it. <laughs> no, 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 no. I love women. No, it's, it's Just not in your movies. Her, her, no, her character specifically... Or, I don't know. It's, yeah. You couldn't have taken her out of this. She was a huge part no, of it. No, she was, she was a pivotal not. part of how everything I think, happened. It I wouldn't think they could have cut... I feel like she set up all the interviews with all the prime ministers and, and politicians yeah. and overseas. Oh, yeah. tr- and tr- raised all the money. I just raised all the money. I just feel like she wasn't the right person. It should have been no, called Julia Roberts' sh- actual been... war. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the only thing she didn't do was go over there with an AK-47. Yeah, that's right. She did go <laughs> over there. I reckon she would have. Yeah. <laughs> True. Amazing. She played. She, yeah, her, her, the the person that she was portraying, in in the gist of this storyline, played their part. Of what they they did what they had to do to get things done. Because without her, this wouldn't have been brought to the public eye, and and yep. Charlie Wilson would never have known about the situation. She set up all the mm. flights to go into Pakistan to see the refugee camps. She then set up the politician that he needed to to swing to get the money through Congress to get the, her them well, there as well. Well, and she set up the meeting with the Pakistani Prime Minister. Mm. Yeah. You know, like great scene that. Great scene. Yeah, it is yeah, yeah. good scene. It is a great scene. Especially is this when, a he, joke? when he and asked for like, a whiskey. Uh, uh, yeah. He's like, Yeah, I get it. <laughs> <laughs> he's um one thing that I found fascinating was that he got interested in this in the first place. Because he didn't seem like the kind of guy that would give two shits about you know, when he's he first sees it on the T V while he's in that room with all the coke and strippers um crystal was and you see so you're correct strippers and actress um yeah i was like it was it's interesting that he was interested even interested in that to start with because he I didn't seem like that kind of guy he had that, lived that would per- the most non-complicated life ever and then was all of a sudden thrust into a moment where his actual abilities would shine. Became useful, yeah. And mm. yeah, yeah. So instead of him literally wasting away all these, these huge abilities that he had of being able to verbally manipulate people and convince people into doing things that they probably didn't really want to, um, he was then thrust into this thing. But he also, I think, well, like that it seemed to be that when he actually went to the refugee camp, he also realised that what he was about to do and what he was trying to do was right. Mm. Um, um, so I think he then became almost like he was on like a crusade almost of his own what? personal values mm. of maybe his, his personal values of almost, I don't know, not righting a wrong, but proving that 
to, maybe to himself that he's actually worthwhile. He goes through that story earlier on about how he drove all the all the poor people and the, and the black people to the election. Yeah, to the election. To purposely, yeah. you know, he, the guy can obviously manipulate people well. Yeah. So he, he shone when he was a child and this, this was his moment to be, he changed the world. Well, it, it, it almost feels like, and I don't know, uh, this is all just speculation, it almost feels like a first time out of Texas type scenario where he's, the, the, when he finally gets over there and has a look, and he's, it it's almost feels like he's never travelled before. It almost feels like he's never really... But he's, you know he's I mean? an American... Like, yeah. He's an American he congressman He seems to know a lot of people probably around hadn't. the place, though. Yeah, yeah, and that's the thing. Like, you know, he's so just used to everything on his doorstep, whereas... Mm. Because that was seen, his life. Maybe he just never seen anything like that before, and that's just... But, anyway, but isn't yeah. that... That's the whole thing, though, was that overwhelming um, sense that drove him to think that, well, maybe my purpose is something else. Yeah. Mm. And realistically, for, for the Afghani people, um, probably, wow, double-edged sword, really. Lucky for them that he did because the oppression of, of the Soviet Union and then, you know, he, he, freed, he, he helped free them from the oppression of the Soviet Union, but then obviously the, the US government let them down on a probably bigger level for a long-term situation afterwards so and that's i mean that's the thing with the the important part about julia roberts's character is that you know he he can easily go oh, double it from five mil to ten mil in his own office but then mm-hmm. she's like oh, okay well you're going to go meet the pakistani prime minister yeah. and forces him to go over there pretty much do you know what i mean like yep. it's mm-hmm. it's like well if you want to if you want to do something then go do something yeah we need to step this up Correct. The other thing so, is, like, you know, who, especially if you're a U.S. citizen and being a, you know, a, a, a senator or a congressman from, um, from a tiny little town in Texas, hmm. you, you're not going on holidays to Pakistan and you're no. not going on a tour of Afghanistan. Um, no, but they they set him up as knowing his stuff. Like, you know, right in that early scene in Vegas, he like lists off. You know, he knows exactly where all these countries are. He's like, you know, Pakistan, yep. Kuwait, Iraq. Mm. You know, like he, you know. He makes sure. it his business to know. Yeah, yeah that's right. True. Like maybe he hasn't travelled, but that doesn't mean he's not he's not well educated. educated on what he's mm. talking about. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he seems like the type of guy that probably doesn't talk about things he doesn't know about. He'll he'll give it the old politician's um, answer of, you know, oh, no comment, I, I, no, I don't know enough about this. And then he'll go and do some study and then he'll go and... Mm. Say something. He he won't say anything without that will get him into trouble because he's well, he, once again he's just too comfortable. And you're felt, right though. Oh sorry. Sorry. No, no, there you go. No. It's like you know it's a very good point because you know it's like when he's talking to Harold Holt over there about <laughs> yeah I know <laughs> I know right. <laughs> like what a name. Oh, what a name. Oh, yeah. Chef's kiss. Um, That's where he ended up. Yeah. <laughs> We found him. Yeah. Um, but it's like, you know, he's like, you need to give me a classified brief right now. And then, you know, like he's learning as he's going. Like he's learning about all this stuff. He's learning about how, what the government stands basically on it. And Well, because there's, there's also that concept that he's not, he's not up with the hierarchy of information. You know, like mm. that that scene that you're talking about, Tim, with with Harold Holt, mm. where the guy's like, "Oh, I can't really," and he's like, "What are you talking about? 
give me yeah. the brief. Like that's it. Why yeah. you give, just give me the brief? Like tell me everything. Like mm-hmm. you know, it's not smoke and mirrors that he's used to. Because mm. this is this seems like a, a higher level that he's just like found himself in, and yeah. But I've, but he, he also it... you know it's also where you know he's learning that the US are almost treating this like a way for to deflect the Russians almost. Absolutely. Like, it's like, well, we'll just let... This is a Russian's playground to keep them occupied, so to speak. Yep. Yeah, yeah. And they almost <laughs> want it to... Yeah, to happen. And then they almost want it to also escalate into something else as well because um, there's a possibility of, of further implications. But... Mm. Um, yeah. It's just a... It's just a... Like, it's just an absolutely amazing sort of story. And it's really weird, the two concept of how the government wanted to run one way... But the CIA wanted to, well, not even the CIA. There's certain people in the CIA wanted to basically just end it, and yeah. um, and do it a completely different way, which is obviously the way that, that Charlie Wilson did it. Um, and the, the the really weird thing is, to this date, the only uh, the only people to ever have defeated the the USSR in any um, yeah. in any conflict is Afghanistan. Yeah. So literally, a bunch of goat herders um, with stingers. <laughs> Yes. <laughs> yeah, with some some nicely some nicely armed um, with a billion dollars herders. worth of stingers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. but the, the Soviet Union would have had they had helicopters, they had tanks, they had everything. And sure when the did. stats start showing up about the amount of like the amount of tanks that they were destroying, the amount of helicopters that they were shooting down, the amount mm. of ATVs that they were destroying, mm. and the part of the issue was this is like perfect guerrilla warfare because they had they didn't have tanks, they didn't have helicopters. What do you they want tanks in like the mountains for? Well, they, and they knew the country. <laughs> yeah. They knew the area. They could hide behind rocks. And it's yeah. shoot a helicopter out of the sky. Carrying, and go back I mean, to her and carrying shoot. all these, the, yeah, carrying these at this ammo and, and all these weapons, uh, literally across the mountains on donk, on the backs of. Well, and that was the other funny, like footage. the interesting thing, it's where crazy. they actually had to consider that you know when they were talking about the money that they needed and what it was going to cost, mm. and they said, oh, we can get a donkey, and a donkey costs this much, but we can get a train donkey, and it, that costs this much, but then we can get a train donkey <laughs> yeah. that knows how to carry this sort of stuff, and that's going to cost <laughs> this much. And he's like, well, why do we need this? And they're like, well, there's no road. There's no road. He's like, when are they going to build some roads? <laughs> <laughs> um, I, so I was, I was watching this film, and I'm like, oh, this is all a very familiar format. And I had this massive moment when, like, the second credit that came up, I'm going to skip to the end. And the second credit mm-hmm. came up, and it was, like, written by Aaron Sorkin. I was like, oh, of course. Okay, there we go. And that, like, all slotted into place. And for our viewers at home, and when I say viewers at home, I mean me. Um, can you fill us in Sorry, on Aaron Sorkin? Aaron Sorkin's the bloke that wrote the West, the West Wing. Ah, ah, that makes a lot of sense yeah. now. The walking in hallways. Ah, yeah, but it was just that that snappy political dialogue. Yeah, which um, it had I, a lot of. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because yeah. he wrote it, probably mm-hmm. on all the coke given to him by Charlie Wilson, but. <laughs> um, <laughs> You know, but it was you know like it was a it was a shining moment for me. I'm like, okay, that yeah, that of course that makes a lot of sense. Yeah, so, th- this felt comfortable, and here's the reason why. Yeah, and it explained all like the the script is spectacular. Like they, mm-hmm. one of my standout scenes is when Charlie first meets Gust in his office, mm-hmm. and the the press release breaks about the cocaine use in Vegas and he he keeps sending Gust out 
Yeah, we, we, we quickly spoke about this before. Oh, but yeah, yeah, right, yeah, exactly yeah, right. Yeah. yeah, and but how he keeps control of like but five he, conversations he at, does, at once. He, he picks up the conversation in the exact moment that he left off when Gus mm. left the room, and he's like, "Right, mm-hmm. this is what we're talking about." And then the women come in again. Like it was that was fantastic. I loved watching that scene. And I love how cool Gus was when he revealed that he'd bugged the, the <laughs> yeah, liquor like bottle. It's like, fine, yeah. I bugged it. Don't worry about it. Let's move oh, on. <laughs> let's move on. Yeah, moving on. He's just like, don't worry about it. It's done. I just, <laughs> what yeah. do you reckon his point was? What was the point he was trying to prove by bugging it? Like, he wasn't legitimately going for intel because he's like, I was going to tell you about it anyway. Was he just like, you know, flashing his tech? Or Maybe it was, was just the- principle of just what they did. Yeah, it's like, hey, he's like, look, look how good we are. This is how easily we do it, kind of thing. Yeah, just like how yeah. how easy and straightforward, or how natural it is for mm. him. Uh, I love yeah. that. I love that. Like, you know, the reaction of Charlie. It's like, this is a thick door. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, was a, I guess it's a power play as well. He's like, I'm not, I'm not digging, oh, yeah. I'm not digging around here. Like, you know, mm. this is how easily I can get a bug into a senator's office. Like, mm. Yeah, yeah. You know, he could have left. And never mm-hmm. told him about the bug and just collected Con- intel for yeah. weeks. Yep. Yeah. And, and, until the nineteen mid nineteen eighties battery went flat. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. Which would have been like last week. Nine minutes. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Right. Yeah. And you got to remember that you know he's been sent down there after um, you know Charlie's requested like the president or the sec or someone super high up. Yeah. You know, and Gust has turned up and. Um, and basically, this is him saying, hey, by the way, I'm your guy. I'm the guy that know about you, <laughs> dude. <laughs> Far out, Brad. Oh. Yeah, he's the... Yeah, like, exactly. Like, yeah, look, I can get the secretary down here, but I'm actually the guy you need. Like, yeah, exactly. We're going to get don't need far the secretary. more done. Yeah. yeah. I'm, I'm the dude. Um, we were talking about it quickly earlier, but um, Phyllis M. Hoffman's character is... Uh, he must have had so much fun playing this. It just seems like this character was just wrote for him to literally just... It's like, okay, we need you to be a complete cunt. Yeah. <laughs> and he went, okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. I can do that. I have a lot of, a lot of time for Philip Seymour Hoffman, you know? Like, he, he he's... Like he's a phenomenal actor. His range, you know, like, for his the things range that he's is been unbelievable. In, from playing complete and utter losers through to massively high-powered, hugely intelligent characters like he plays in this yeah. film, he yeah. was the guy was unbelievable. You know like, what even, my he's in, roles he's in he's in um, Twister, uh, Boogie Nights. No, uh, Twister. No. Oh, he's in Twister, of course. He's in Twister. He's in Twister. <laughs> Maybe. Uh, okay. Yeah. Dusty. <laughs> <laughs> he's in there. He's he played Brad in, in the Big Lebowski. The extreme. <laughs> he plays. He plays uh, Brad in the Big Lebowski as well. He's the. He's yeah. the other Lebowski's uh, servant. Yeah. yeah and don't yeah, for, for sure. don't forget. Uh, <gasps> yeah, 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 yeah. Jewel similar to Audrey. He also plays Truman Capote. <laughs> oh yeah, 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 yeah. He's, yeah. <laughs> I mean, look. Now for me, see. He plays a character in uh, a movie called Punch Drunk Love. Oh, uh, yes. Oh, yeah, he does too. That film is so good. That's wild. Oh, how good is it? (laughs) Al, you are the first person that has actually agreed with me that it's an awesome film. Oh, whoa, 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 whoa. Man. That's good. I love it's awesome. I struggled with it the first time, and maybe I need to watch it again. It's a weird movie. (laughs) It's a weird movie, but it's fantastic. I love him in it. He plays like the the dodgy scammer, and he just, I don't know, he seems to play the role really well. Yeah. 
Look, uh, not meaning to uh, brag or anything, <clears throat> humble brag, but uh, you know, Philip Seymour Hoffman and I share screen credits together, so you know, no big deal. You whatever. No really? Yeah, I've got one degree of separation on IMDb. You know, whatever. It's cool. Is that, is, is, is that swinging door, L? Be cool, honey bunny. <laughs> <laughs> for oh, our pounds at home, L, you're going to have to explain for the people that don't know. Yeah, man. No, they, yeah, can, like... they can look me up. Oh, no, all right. They can work it out themselves. All right. Yeah. Cool. All right. All right. <laughs> give, the, give the year of the film, L. 90. No. No. 2009. Yep. It's the, the only credit I have on IMDb, so it's not a difficult yeah. chain to <laughs> follow. <laughs> I wonder which... Oh, it's probably that one. Yeah, the, the, the only one. The only one, yeah. Um, oh God, there you are. The, uh, in the History of Brad thing, with, um, in 2007, um, with Al-Qaeda being a... Uh, basically probably still leading the news stories of, of every day, which obviously has a huge impact in, um, from the follow-on, should we say, from what happens in this film. Um, yeah, for sure. You can see why it, it, was, why it was made in 2007. Like it yeah, and, then, and that's why we're saying that that's probably another reason why this film wasn't, didn't do very well in the box office, because it wasn't very liked very much, purely because it was, a, as I said, for the American public, it was a very much an inconvenient truth. Yeah, and also from a know. lot of politicians, it was probably a massive inconvenient truth about yeah. this could have all been avoided if, you know, $1 million was spent on schools, if yeah. $1 million was spent on, you know, the refabrication of roads yeah. that were made out of dirt mm-hmm. anyway. Um, and, you know, having a lot of other people who were pro-military and pro-the war um, and then having to deal with a lot of people whose children would have lost their lives in by 2007 in, yeah. in Afghanistan, Iraq, Iran, which is, you know, all related to what happens in this story. So, um, Yeah, it's interesting. It's obviously not the focus, you know, as, I mean, as we talked about before, but it's definitely lent on in those those it's those two scenes right it's the one in the in the office when he's asking for the million dollars for schools mm-hmm. and, and they basically say no one gives a shit about no schools no one cares about schools yeah yeah, yeah. move on it's yeah. done yeah. Yeah, yeah yeah and then the the wise the zen master scene um, but the thing was and the interesting thing was um, that they basically said that well no one is going to you know, if we the, the, the funding of schools is not the covert part they're not going to understand why we're spending a million dollars on refunding schools or rebuilding schools in Afghanistan. Yeah. But they didn't know that also we just spent a billion dollars funding the Iraqi people with yeah, weapons right. that were 10 or 15 years later then used to against the United States. Yeah. And all the other allied or, you know, the, the, what would they call it? The, it wasn't a coalition. They called it a something of all the different countries that went into Afghanistan. Yeah. I can't remember uh, what it was called. Uh, yeah, I can't remember. I don't know. It was a lot of countries, so. Yeah. Us being was one that, of them. That insane statistic that he said it was like 49% of the inhabitants of Afghanistan are oh, under yeah. like 15 or something. Oh, that blew me away. Yeah, that was huge. I was like, that's insane. Mm-hmm. That's a massive number. Because, and it. so, because the majority of adult males were dead. Yeah. But there's, there's other countries that are like that. You go to Cambodia or into Laos, 
and yeah, there's the there's idea, basically nobody between the age of 50 to 70. Mm. God. Because yeah. they're all in a paddock somewhere with bullets in their yeah, head. Yeah, they've had a rough rough time. Yeah. Cambodia. Um, so there's a lot of people that don't have grandparents or even, you know, and a lot of people that are probably in their okay. 30s or 40s that don't have parents yeah. um, because hey, good, good Pol Pot friend murdered of mine, them all. He's Cambodian. So, yeah, yeah. His, his family was directly affected by that. They uh, Some crazy stories he's told me about what his family went through. Mm. It's like, it's nuts. Absolutely nuts. The, the difference there is that that was Australia. the leader of their own country doing it to themselves. So, yeah. you know, Stalin yeah. did the same thing. So, um, Whereas this is obviously yeah. a, a, a literal invasion yeah. of brute force as well. The fuck is wrong with people? Well, basically, yeah. <laughs> but even to the point of like when they were going through how some of the, you know, the um, the the bombs were literally specifically to target children, because yeah. you know they were they were set up as shiny little toys oh, and things yeah, like that. Like toy, the toy mines. But this is this is nothing that's new though. This up. is you know this is nothing new at all. Yeah, um, I did. A, and that's how you. Sorry, you, it's just you, in the you disable a civilization by harming the children because then the parents mm. need to be, you know, the mother needs to be in in a, like in a civilization like that. Civilization like that, the mother needs to stay home and look after the children that are then injured, and the father goes off to war. And the father usually mm. gets killed, and then the mother has to basically then can't go to work because they have to look after, you know, children that have no hands or or something like that. Mm. And that's how you disable a, a population. It's, it's like it's a, it's all these colonialism people. It's how they did it. The Belgians when they went into the Congo were the same thing. They wouldn't harm yeah. the adult males because the adult males were able to work. They'd threaten them and, and then cut off their children's hands and basically say, you keep going to work or we'll cut off the other hand. And if Jesus. they didn't go to work, then they'd kill the children because the mm. male, the adult male was the person that was farming the rubber trees. It's horrendous, mm, absolutely God. horrendous. It's, yeah. <laughs> it's, it's no, but the humans are, are horrible, you know, we're a horrible race. Yeah, I did a, yep. I did an exhibition ages ago now um, where we knitted a bunch of explosive devices. I remember you doing that, yeah. Yeah, and um, so I learned a lot about the horrible things that people can do to one another. With And yeah, we, we like I've got a, a butterfly bomb out the back here, like a knitted butterfly yeah, you bomb. Yeah, you had a big A-bomb in there, didn't you? Yeah, we had the little boy... That was like the centerpiece, but yeah, it was those little ones, the ones that were designed to look like toys, and mm -hmm. yeah, because they, yeah, for that specific purpose, and yeah, yeah. Um, so you know, a, uh, a a massive gunship helicopter will get you one thing, but a bomb that looks like a teddy bear will also get you another thing. Mm. Yeah. Nice. <laughs> cool. Hey, Emily Blunt was in this film. Yeah. <laughs> have we talked about that? <laughs> we haven't. No. Well, like what? Yeah. Yes. Yeah, she... <laughs> she was Jane. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Like, small um, role. Small role. There's there's a lot of big name now big name people in this film. Yeah. Well, obviously, you know, at the time, Philip Seymour Hoffman, Tom Hanks, and Julia Roberts. There's your, your three huge names, but you know, there's um. Uh, what was his, what was his uh, name? secretary's name? Mental blank. Yeah, uh, the guy Rachel who played no, oh, Amy yeah. Adams. Amy Adams is in it. Yeah. Amy Adams is yeah. She she's really good in it too. Yeah, the bloke who played um, he was Howard Stark in some of the Iron Mans, and he was in Mad Men as well. Oh as, yep yep. 
He's the uh, the guy um, that Phyllis Emmerhoff win- smashes the he window. He gets his window broken, yeah. Check off his window. Where he's like, I'm still getting the window fixed. I'm like, oh, he's going to break that window again. <laughs> and Harold Holt is Cancer Man from X-Files. Is he? Yeah. Oh, okay. Fucking hell, guys. I'm not an X-Files. That's a deep burn. Well played. Yeah, I know. Going, going back a long way there. <laughs> yeah, it was, no, it was good. It was like a lot of people in it without... I don't know, they were all very... I thought they were all good. They were all great at, without being like yep. Daniel Day-Lewis in it. <laughs> yeah, exactly right. Yeah. And, you know, I suppose that's one thing. As much as Tom Hanks was obviously the great... The, you know, the, the main centrepiece of this film. Yeah. He didn't... Yeah, he didn't Daniel Day-Lewis the film. I think everyone else had their chance yeah. to, to shine and to be the, the awesome characters that they were. Yeah. Because um, I think... I mean, the a, a testament to a, you know, a solid performance is how... Like, even in this... Uh, arena here this arena how we refer to them like you know i feel like a good performance we always talk about their character name we always say you know like in this case we're saying gust and we're saying charlie mm-hmm. you know we're not referring to them by their actor names like i think that's yep. that's always a really clear sign that i believed that they were that character mm. do you know what i mean i wasn't thinking about oh gee tom hanks is doing a good job in this film um, yeah. Even though he was, <laughs> I mean, yeah, but th- no, but that's my point. Like, yeah. you know, a yeah. good performance shouldn't be noticed. Yeah, it's a they're believable roles every yeah. single one of them. Yes, um, take note, Daniel Day Lewis, if you're listening. <laughs> if you're listening. You could be too well, good Tom at Hanks your job. Obviously listening, because Tom Hanks is one of our, you know, one of not our keen on the so. Daniel Day Lewis bashing out. Not keen. Yeah, not keen. You're a fan. <laughs> um. I can, uh, because of the topic that it, um, this movie touches on too, I can see why it probably didn't get nominated for any Academy Awards or, or receive any awards. Yeah. Um, there was probably a lot of people that just sort of shunned this film. Um, yeah. Because there's too many, too many fingers yeah. pointed at political figures at the end of it. Um, yeah. Mm. And the US just don't want to look it's... bad. They just don't want to look bad. Yeah. Ever. Well, especially when it comes to things like this. No, when it comes to anything, they just... Well, the, you know, it's, it, well, it seems, is, especially yeah. when it comes, I think, to military might, because you know, it's realistically they are the most funded and equipped military nation in the world. Mm. Well, maybe, maybe close to China at the moment. Um, well, now. And they do like to. Well, now anyway, sure, yeah. And they do like to flex their muscles here and there, um, usually in places where they're not wanted or needed, um, or or required. Um, Vietnam. Um. <laughs> yeah, okay, Brad, you had a bit of a cough there. I did, yeah, sorry. Subtle, yeah. And, um, bless you. And yeah. unfortunately, um, purely because um, of... Well, I always say this. It's like Australia relies a lot on the US purely because they are the superpower of the Pacific. Mm. And mm. that's a lot of a hangover from the end of the Second World War where the war in Europe finished and yeah. Europe basically started to look after rebuilding Europe. But the war was still continuing still in, the Pacific. in the Pacific. And Australia was not equipped because most of the soldiers were still sitting in Europe and mm-hmm. had been to Europe and were, were battle-weary and then had to come back and fight a war in the Pacific. And without yeah. the US and the might of the, the military might that they had, we would be a very different country right now. Mm-hmm. Um, and also for the help of Albert Einstein with a certain bomb. Um, but, you know, that was, a, that was a losing battle until the US basically ramped up their involvement in that. So ever since then, the Australia has had a huge reliance on US military support and 
we seem to, from a government thing, always seem to toe the line about what the US is doing, yeah, definitely. regardless of what the people want as a, oh, well, yeah, we'll be there with you mm. because it thanks for, you know, the fact that we don't speak Japanese. Um, mm. It seems to be that, that the government will just always toe the line with what the US wants um, when it comes to a military mm. thing. And that's kind of on a lot of things. I find that very upsetting that we don't, we're not strong enough to be able to stand our own ground on, on moral and political facts of when it comes to military might because realistically on a global platform we we don't really have a military i think there's more people in the u.s marines than there is people in the entire population of australia yeah <laughs> that's that's how well, or, or, no, more, more there's more people in the in the military services in the u.s than there is the population of australia so yeah you, you put it in that into perspective of the difference in populations and size and power and might mm. That's and lot. the military budget in the US would be 10 times the entire Australian economy. Mm. Yeah. So, you know, it's, it's a bit different. But then again, the other thing is when we have came down to the. <laughs> <laughs> so, <laughs> you know. Boom. Yeah. Hey, Obama tried to give him health care and they yeah, hated him for it. Yeah. They hated him for it. Yeah. Um, yeah, I don't know. Just, it, it, just, I just find that weird. But anyway. Um, I've spoken a lot about this film. Anyone else want to talk about it? <laughs> it's not bad. Nah, like I, I enjoyed it. I'm, I'd be keen to go back and you know just like get lost in that script again. I think I'd pick up Definitely. a lot more uh, the second time because mm-hmm. there were just things that I'm like I registered that as as a really great line, but didn't take it in enough. Um, and maybe and it's place all, it. and it's quite. It's quite complex as well, like you know, mm. for the, you know, it's no, it's no mummy, that's for sure. <laughs> <laughs> like it's, you know, we've made quite a jump there, fellas. <laughs> Just a bit, yeah. It's definitely a tonal shift. <laughs> they, they fit a hell of a lot in in an hour and forty-two minutes. <laughs> yeah, in the mummy. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> in the mummy, yeah, absolutely. Oh, sorry, in this one. The, yeah, yeah, in this one. So they fit it. Yeah, they fit a hell of a lot in an hour and forty-two. Considering what the the mummy didn't go for two hours, two and a bit. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you, what a ride, though, for every minute of that. One. I um, I also like the the very nice use of actual footage, like of news footage in this as well, yeah. especially in the latter latter part of the film. Um, yeah, I think it's always. Yeah, a few of those shots are pretty confronting. It's um, you know, but I guess that's the point. You know, is to make it confronting. Yeah, I find it always super effective when they do that mm. using mm-hmm. using real footage. Like, you know, they did that in Billy Elliot, didn't they? Or did I make that up? Maybe made that up. Oh, of the riots and things like that? Yeah, yeah I think yeah. they did. Maybe towards the Possibly. end? Okay, yeah. Mm. Don't know. Well, one of cool. my... Um... Would have been cool if they did. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it'd be one way cooler. It'd be a lot cooler did. if you did, <laughs> yes. <laughs> um, what were you going to say, Timmy? One of my favourite lines, it just, I nearly spat my drink out. Um... Was that first scene with Gust going nuts in his in the in CIA boss's, office, boss's yeah. office, and he um he mentions that he's men- he mentions that he's sleeping with someone's fiance, and he's like, oh, I'm not even going to dignify that re- with a response. He's like, yeah, you dignify he dignifying her in the ass. So I was just like, oh my god. <laughs> but it's just the way like he just came out with it so damn quick. Oh. <laughs> Anyway, 
I love that until he waits for the guy to finish putting the glass back in and cleaning it too, and then, and then yeah. smashes it. <laughs> Here you go. Oh, I just need to borrow that tool for a second. <laughs> I like it how it's not a clean break either. He has to have a couple of goes at it. He's like, oh, 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 yeah, oh, oh. yeah, yeah, to really bust it up. I'm like, that was nice. That's a nice touch. Because that would have yeah. just been like, he breaks the window in the script. Mm. He broke it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he, sh- he sure did. <laughs> right then. Well, we must be getting on, hey, Jules? Mate, we are getting on indeed. Actually, you know what? Just before, Al, do you know what? I own... Now, I'm not going to spoil it for the listeners because they can go digging for themselves, but what you were talking about before, yep. about your little IMDb escapades, <laughs> I own that film. Yep. Right? I've watched it numerous times, and I had no idea that that was Philip Seymour Hoffman. Yeah, right. You, I never knew. I, hang around I don't know the, why. You're not reading the opening credits? I don't, I must be just on cloud freaking nine. You know what? It's all that excellent animation that's keeping me distracted from reading those titles. Yeah, no idea it was him. Wait a minute. Does that mean that Al Daniel Day Lewis, the animation, and it's distracting you from the characters? The animation was too good. Poor form, Al. You're too good. Uh, That swinging door is just. You jerk. It's really jarring. It's so Uh, good. No wonder you're retired from animation. Yeah. I didn't animate that film. <laughs> <laughs> oh, uh, classic. Anyway, good times. I still um, love the story uh, that you keep telling about the guy that you sent to get all the lube. No, that was me. I went to get the lube. Uh, <laughs> I'll tell but wasn't he? Didn't you say that the guy and he like was he didn't he ring you back and he's gone? I've asked the man for the lube, and he's laughing at me. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> oh that was the striped paint incident. <laughs> oh, right, yeah. oh no! Oh no! You actually sent someone to get striped paint. Yeah, we filled in a purchase order for some striped paint. Oh my god! Yeah, because <laughs> we because we were young and inappropriate. Uh, that's funny. Oh, you I never told me that you'd it. been had, Al. That's no, 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 no. Oh wait, no, no, no. Oh, okay, it didn't someone, happen. No, to you. we sent the runner. Someone else. We sent the runner. Oh. oh, so you were the bully? Oh. Cool, 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 I was cool, the bu- cool. Yeah, yeah. Well, I didn't fill it in. I was just. A bystander, which makes me just as guilty. <laughs> yeah, the old left-handed screwdriver. Yeah. <laughs> uh, the long wait. Go, go grab a long wait for me. Um. I think I, I've told you the story about the five litres of compression that I sent my work experience kid for. I sent him across the five road. Five litres of... Yeah, yeah, yeah. Five yeah, litres of compression and the guy across the road just pissed himself laughing and drilled a hole in the top of a uh, an old five litre oil container, put an air valve in it, like a tyre valve in it, pumped up with air and then told him to like be really, really careful. And we're looking out the window and this poor kid's walking back across the road as if he's holding a bomb in his hand. <laughs> I literally nearly wet myself. Poor kid. Poor kid. He didn't come back, strangely enough. All in good fun, I guess. Um, well, Jules, if we are indeed kicking on in time, which you may have we said, are. you may not have. Um, I did. It's probably time for a segment uh, that is definitely Al's favourite segment, I believe. Now, for those that don't know, the every film that's ever been made from the dawn of time. Hang on, hang on. Can I, can I get the theme song first? No, Just no, so no. no I'm explaining it. I'm oh, explaining okay. it first. I'm explaining okay. it first. Yeah, the build-up. This is a new me. This is the Zoom team you're dealing with. <laughs> <laughs> ever since the dawn of time, every film... Everyone, you get that feeling that they all have something in common. What is it? They all kind of have this kind of same vibe about them. Well, it's because they are all part of the Bill and Ted Extended Universe, a.k.a. the BTEU. In this segment here, 
is basically to try and figure out what that is. So without further ado, Al, I'm going to get into it now. It is time for every film has a shared universe. Oh, <laughs> oh dude! Oh, that was a good one. I like that. <laughs> it's like evolving. Started high and went low. It's, yeah. Well, it's, now that just proves that it is live every time, and that's not a or record. devolving. Or devolving. Um, yeah. Every film has a shared universe. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I've just gone through two. Um. Does anybody, Brad, do you have anything for this? Nope. Nope. Oh, come on, Brad. Anyone? Did, like you thought that I would, seriously. <laughs> <laughs> no, as usual, I forgot this segment existed. And um, <laughs> in the last few minutes that I've been thinking about it, I have not been able to come up with anything uh, quite so on the spot. I love how much we care for our own segments. It's... <laughs> But this is what makes this is but we the always seem to come up with something happening though. live it works better on yeah, yeah, yeah. being thrown into the moment and jumping in the deep end we always seem to come up with something this is true I always come up with that shit theory of like oh maybe they would have taken him as a unique Histor- character. historical <laughs> figure it's like no <laughs> no historical like, figures yeah, historical figure you're not a unique figure yeah it's like historical figure and it doesn't mm. okay okay we've got uh, we're in the got, 80s remember so in the 80s so we're in the in the same we're in the wheelhouse period. Yeah, yep. yep. Um, Colonel Oates. Something to do with the military, maybe. Instead of putting the one million dollars into schools in Afghanistan, it went into military schools in the US. Ooh! And that's how Colonel Oates got his academy up and running with a government <laughs> grant. Irrefutable. Done. So Colonel Oates' military <laughs> academy yep. was born out of Charlie Wilson's war. Yep. There you go. Oh, Jeez. Yeah, yeah. Am I wrong? What? That's work. not bad. That's Am not I bad. wrong? I don't think so. <laughs> That's way better than anything else we've got. All right, next segment. That's great. <laughs> um, <laughs> I'm going to say, well done on that. that was yeah, that's not bad. I, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I, but remember, listeners, if you can come up with a better idea or even another idea, Something. We, Just give we, us something. We have magnets. Look, anything probably BTU better than magnets. I mean, look, we're not desperate, but oh, give yeah. us something. Yeah, please. I mean, we're please, not desperate no, on this episode because I kind of nailed it just quietly. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, it's two humble brags for you today. Was there a Was there a SWAT truck in there somewhere? <laughs> Bounder <bean. laughs> That had to be somewhere, you know. It was just written in Russian. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh. Um, ratings. Great. Good stuff. Yeah. I think it's time to do ratings now. Uh, for people at home that don't know about our rating system, we've had a couple of new likes on Facebook this week, so I might oh. just uh, just go through this again. When we you say a couple, it. do you mean two? Yes. Excellent. Um, <laughs> That's 200% more. So. Correct. <laughs> <laughs> Um, Somebody got their aunties and uncles involved. <laughs> Basically, here at the Sandem School of Film, we rate everything on the Sandem scale. What that is, is it's a scale against or compared to Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure. Now, Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure automatically gets 100% on the scale. So a film could get below or above that, depending on whether you'd watch it over or not over Bill and Ted, basically. So, Brad, this is your film. Do you want to start us off? What would you give this right. on the Sandem scale? Um, I'm going to give this a Bill and Ted. This will be 100% for me. Mm. Yep. Nice. Good film. 
very entertaining, very easy watch. Um, exactly the same as Bill and Ted. Yeah, nice. Mm. Well, I'll go since there's an awkward pause, <laughs> uh, <laughs> which we seem to be dominating in this episode. Uh, look, I'm going to give it like a forty. Um, Ooh. I really enjoyed it, and I think I will enjoy it again. It was just it, it may have just been the time of day that I was watching it, and it was just a lot to take in. I definitely got more into it as the as the thing went on, but I was just like, oh, oh that was a lot. Cool. Okay. Good. Yeah. Forty percent. I think. Hmm. Yeah, I think I was a bit the same, to be honest. In, like in what you were saying about it, kind of took a little bit to get into it. You know, again, I hadn't watched it, had no clue about this film, so I guess I kind of had to catch up a little bit with what was actually happening because I had no clue at all. Um, but it, I really, I did really enjoy it. It was really good. I feel like I didn't really say anything about it. I don't have a lot to say about it, mm. but it's just a film that I did like. I was like, I was really on board with that. I'd definitely watch it again. I think I'll very much enjoy it more the more that I watch it. Uh, I'll probably give this like, I'm going to go with 77%. Like, it's definitely out there. Like, I really liked it. So, yeah. Nice. Nice. Yeah, I'm I'm similar to you, Al, I reckon. I, I did enjoy it. It was a lot to take in, um, mm-hmm. and as yeah, I like you, like you three. I didn't really, sorry, like you too, Alan, um, Jules. I didn't really know a whole lot about it, and so I was constantly like in full focus mode, yeah, full concentration, trying to listen mode. to yeah. everything yeah. they were yeah. trying to say. Yeah. Just like, okay, what was that? Well, um, so I reckon once I've got my head around that, I reckon I could enjoy it a lot more. But I think that that in itself was just it was just, it was just a the, difficult the second watch, watch will it, be a lot more comfortable for you to watch and yeah. look and, be, and because it's so dialogue driven it's one of those films where you just got to be concentrating on what they're saying because it's yeah. so yeah, easy you can't to be miss doing something else and, and it's easy to miss little things and, yeah. you know there's a lot of a lot of numbers being thrown around and votes mm. and senators and you know it's like a political system I'm not super familiar with and and you know, I've never given the West Wing a go, and I've heard amazing things about it, but it's never seemed like the kind of film, or sorry, the kind of series that I would super get into. And I reckon if this is very similar to that, I don't know, maybe maybe the West Wing will be something I could get into mm. after a few go. I don't know. You can, well, it's like it's like you can, you know, we already talked about seeing it a second time. We're going to get a lot more out of it because mm. we've mm. got the concept, and I feel like that I can see why people love the west wing like if yeah. it's if it's a whole series of that mm. you know and i've seen i've seen big chunks of the west wing but not all of it you know and i get why people are massively into it mm. for, for that reason you know like it's so dense there's so much slammed into that short time uh yeah it's gonna be it's gonna be good give it another go so just to finish up, I'll probably give it about fifty percent. I reckon. Oh, sorry. Um, no, that's all right. And oh, yeah. I reckon I was probably a bit lower, but I just adored Philip Seymour Hoffman in this. I thought he was so good, mm. and he had every time he was speaking, I was lapping it up. I wasn't yeah. missing anything he was saying. Yeah, he, he absolutely. Was just, he was just fantastic. So. <laughs> like when he's at the when he's at that um, dinner, I can't remember. They're in Egypt, I think. Mm. And and he's like, "Do you have anything to say?" He's like, I'm "No, they're in Jer- they're in Jerusalem." Oh, were they? Yeah. I'm not saying a fucking thing. I don't know who these guys are. 
Like just, <laughs> that's the thing. It's like you know, what do you want to tank in the mounds? He's like, oh, I don't want him. I just want you to know that I knew that you had him. Yeah, yeah. I'm just like, oh, you are so cool, oh, man. All over it. Yeah. <laughs> He's like the real James Bond. Yeah. Yeah. yeah exactly. <laughs> right. yeah. Yeah, very yeah, 70s yeah. looking James Bond. Yeah. Yeah. Um, that is me. Um, before we get on to what we're going to do next, I think it's probably worth people knowing where they can find us. Al, do you want to go through that? Sure. You can find us on Facebook. You can leave all your BTEU theories in on a post or a message or in an email, perhaps, at uh, sandemusfilm.com. Uh, we're on Instagram. We are on Twitter. And we are on Spotify. I mean, we're on Spotify like we're on every other... It's a big pod- deal, though. ...podcatcher, but it's just our latest acquisition. So, yeah. you know, we're yeah. one step short of world domination. So... If you if you tell a friend now, say, listen, get onto this show before it absolutely explodes, uh, six years into the game. Um, yeah. Hey, so Rome wasn't built in a day, all right? Exactly. It's going to happen any minute now. <laughs> Come on. So uh, yeah, get get in touch. Tell us your BTEU theories. So, just so you know, if we ever do become exist. really really massive, I'm still going to do no research, all right? <laughs> yeah. Oh, the audience would hate it, mate. I know. <laughs> Beautiful. All right. Let's get on to what we're doing next episode. Al, I believe we've got a listener request to We do have a listener request. Uh, hmm. Cousin Rick is coming back for a second rodeo. Greedy man. Greedy, greedy man. <laughs> uh, and he was very indecisive this time, but he finally settled. On and this is going to be interesting. I haven't seen this film in ages, and I'm like, ooh, wonder if this holds up. Uh, we're going to go to '94, 94. and watch the Goth Bible. What? what? <laughs> the, the, we're going to watch The Crow. Oh, uh, right. Uh, I'm like Goth Bible. Yeah. What the hell? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, you're not wrong. Yeah. Yeah, I haven't seen that movie since about 1994. Yeah. That's interesting. Yeah. yeah, it's been a long time. I, I remember. I remember once. liking it. Um, yeah, I remember liking it. I remember too. enjoying it a lot. I'm like, yeah, the crow's cool. Yeah. So uh, yeah. this will be interesting. It will be, you. won't it? Yeah. That will be. Yeah. All yeah. right. Oh, very good. Cool. All right. Well, let's uh, let's look forward to that. I guess. Well, Thanks, Rick. We'll get onto that. Um, and in the meantime, be excellent to your ears. Don't forget to potty on dudes, and we'll see you in the circuits of time again. Bye. And we're clear. <laughs> <laughs>